And now back to Labor Press's Blue Collar Buzz with your hosts, Bill Holfeld and Joe Maniscalco. Welcome back to Labor Press's Blue Collar Buzz here at AM 970, The Answer. I'm your host, Joe Maniscalco, senior editor at LaborPress.org. With me in the studio is the none other than the publisher of LaborPress.org, Neil DePel. Welcome. Neil, we were talking about the Count Me In campaign with uh, some of the members of, of that, that movement. And we're going to keep the conversation going right now with Bob Henley of, of The Chief, uh, the premier labor reporter in the city of New York, without a doubt. Bob, welcome back to Blue Collar Buzz. Thanks for having me, guys. So I, I know that you've been looking at this Count Me In movement, right, Bob. Sure. Uh, I'd like to get your take on, on where, do you see, where do you see it going? Part of the problem is that it's a, a movement that is still relatively obscure in terms of the broader population, and that's because it's very tough for folks in leadership to uh, get out of the the narrative that the media has created, the caricature, which has some basis in reality of organized crime. Let's be honest about it. Mm-hmm. And so part of the problem is that um, you can't, they have to be willing to take a risk to come up with a media strategy. Uh, where they engage and talk about the issues about community building, about economic empowerment, about the labor movement, the construction trades union movement of today bears no resemblance, and we've been doing this a while, to the labor movement of the 1970s in terms of diversity. I mean, if you look at who's on the job, the mason tenders, you pick a craft, what you see are people of color. Right. So they are making that turn. There are some legacy issues that still need to be resolved. I'm not saying it's perfect. There's some biased cases out there that have merit. But they need to present affirmatively, which is a track record they can be proud of, which is embracing the breadth and depth of, of New York City's demographic. Well, I think we, we heard from Bernard. Uh, you know, uh, he was talking to Mike Hellstrom, the, the leader of the campaign, about having a, a really well-thought-out strategy, step-by-step, step, saying that, yes, uh, you know, labor solidarity ha- was hit by a car, and, and it takes a while to, to, to heal that. Right. I think also one of the things is that, I'll give you an anecdote, I was listening to Marketplace, which is a national public radio program, is distributed, I think, by American Public Media. And they usually sum up what's going on in the markets. And they had a feature uh, related to, uh, you may have seen there's been this uh, pushback that everything that's wrong with the New York City subways is related to the construction trades and to unions. Uh, I think dirty, dangerous, and delayed, right? So there's been this billboard campaign. It's been put up by Right to Work, Koch Brothers-supported organizations, that are trying to build on, again, this characterization of, uh, of, the, of uh, the building trades. And what they did is they did a feature where they interviewed, actually, I think it was an electrician, a Latina, who was uh, an apprentice and said, is that true? And pointed to the billboard about why things are slowed up in the New York City subways. And the young lady said, well, maybe so. And the reporter never identified the fact that that billboard was the product of this national right to work campaign which is one mission and one mission only to kill organized labor and reduce the cost of labor i engaged the reporter on twitter and said how can you do this as a way into this program and then use it to beat up on the building trades about blaming them or hanging the problem of the subways reconstruction revitalization on unions without calling the unions and he said to me well in in twitter uh we reached out and they didn't get back to me that can't be. And right. I confirmed it with building trades exactly. that they heard from them but felt there was no percentage in engaging. You can't do that. You, you can't let Marketplace call you 
and not get back to them because then you, it's off to the races. And so you ended up with a public broadcasting outlet coming up with this propaganda that was ill-informed. It didn't include labor side. So we really have to be much more aggressive and, and return phone calls and come out of the shadows. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Well, I think there's, a, there's parallels to be made, uh, Bob, to what's happening in the, the greater, you know, light, left versus right, you know, why the right is so effective and, you know, uh, you know with their machine. Because the, the, there are differences. The members of the left, they're, they're inherently more democratic, and there's a lot of different people. It, it's, it's, it, maybe it's kind of like herding cats a little bit, you know, well, trying to get everybody on the well, same I page. Think, I think you have this huge nationwide movement. And it's massive. And now in New York City, you have a campaign, an anti-union campaign that just started, and they just, boom, put $3 million in, and they're going to buy TV time and radio time. You know, on the other side, I don't think the building trades or the unions could do that instantaneously, bomb $3 million. Uh, As Joe said, it's democratic. You need to go get approval on and on. And, uh, And I think that the building trades traditionally was a great American story, right? It's American. Right. Somebody goes through the building trades and they're getting de- decent right. salary, et cetera. That's the story. It's not being told. The other th- piece of the building trades are not being told. They're producing the best quality worker right. ever, ever. Uh, if you if you go to the training center, uh, the, the plumber's training center, they continually update the right. technology, the information, Many of the building trades now link to colleges. Right. They require colleges, two years or four years. Local 94 has a program where you just continue. You go through the, right. their training, and you go on to the technical, City University Technical School. Right, but Neil, you know that none of that makes, that, all that is true, and none of it makes any difference if, if the constant message that uh, the great majority of the public is getting is, no, these are just uh, a small group of people that, 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 that want to take everything. That are connected to Tony Soprano-like figures, and so that's why it's important to take uh, full-page ads out that show the, the diversity of this workforce and also how one of the things that can happen is this is a key to a middle class life that just doesn't exist. We've seen manufacturing totally disappear. This is the way into that kind of lifestyle where you can send your kids to college. Well, definitely no one can accuse uh, uh, our nurses of looking like Tony Soprano <laughs> or acting <laughs> nice like Tony segue. Soprano. <laughs> but, it, but it's definitely, it's the same fight. You know, we, you know the uh, uh, New York State Nurses Association, they, they're fighting now for what should be like a no-brainer, safe, safe staffing. Right. Uh, talk about that fight now. Sure, sure. Up in, up in Albany, uh, we have up until I think June... 20th, the Senate's still hanging around. We're still trying to get the, some things through. One of the, the New York State Nursing Association has had this huge nurses association, this huge push around the state. California right now is the only state in the country that has set and codified into the law the proper ratio between uh, an, a nurses and patients. Seems like a no-brainer, but again, it's, it's not. And what we've seen, it's documented that there's a better outcome for patients and at least a 30% reduction in injuries, occupational injuries, and illness for nurses. So that saves all the way around when you have the sufficient number of of nurses on the job. So it makes sense. And this tremendous pushback, they're trying to get that through in Albany. Um, And then also another issue in terms of Albany Watch is uh, this is another attempt here coming up against the deadline. There's about 15,000 civilian civil service workers, various titles, worked for the city and state, 
who were down at 9-11 and were there through those several months when the, the uh, it was still burning and we were going through recovery. Uh, many of them are getting sick, and there's a bill being pushed by Senator Avella and uh, Senator Savino. I also will say I, I spoke to Senator Marty Golden. He's on board. Uh, I think weapons pushing in the assembly. What this would do is grant three-quarters disability to civilian civil servants who served down in 9-11 and have documented that their illness that they have is related to World Trade Center uh, conditions. And, uh, you know, if you're in a situation where you're at the in a battle like this and you're trying to put through the kids through college, real life situation, talk to these people, uh, that would be a big help if they could get at least parity with the uniformed officers who've already served so valiantly and, and got that recognition. So we're really uh, the TWU Local 100 has a big stake in this is about 2000 workers. Um, that were down there doing critical work, uh, lifting the fire engines. Remember, it's kind of an untold story, the TWU saga, is that um, it makes sense. They have heavy equipment. They can move trains in a train wreck. Well, they were down there moving fire engines in what was a first responder wreck. That story has been largely untold. About 10% of those 2,000 have already perished. So they would also be granted this benefit. So it's something where people really need to focus. It may seem obscure, but these are, Albany is a place where the action is. Well, there you have it. You just outlined very three different areas of, of life and experience, but it's the same story. The worker's story is not getting out there. Right. And that's the thing. That's why this is such an important program, and people really need to support it. And, of course, I come down here. It's uh, the chief leader. That's the, the reason why I'm here. And uh, this week, the uh, featured job is testing is available through next month for a police officer. 42000 through 85000 only a $40 application fee. And you can get that waived if you have certain circumstances. And we, we need all the good police officers we can get. Absolutely. We, 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 yes, we do. Neil, any, any uh, closing thoughts uh, out of this segment? Well, labor press uh, is expanding. And it's interesting because we feel like we're on an island separate from the, the world, even though we're connected. We have an arrangement now with the Daily News, and we're going to be uh, we're going to be um, fortunate to be having a section within the Daily News each month on labor, and we are negotiating on with uh, Spanish radio and Spanish TV, and I expect that I would say eight months or so we will have a program on a well-known Spanish station on labor. So we're out there, Bob. We're all out there working hard. Every front matters. Trying to tell these stories of working men and women. We need all the help we can get. Uh, All the labor unions out there, please, please pay attention. Common cause, man. Common cause. I think it's also important that that we work. Sorry, guys, but we unfortunately we ran out of time. I know we want to keep on talking, but we got a break there. Uh, We remind everybody we do have another another segment after this. So come on back after the messages for more blue collar buzz here on AM nine seventy the end. You're listening to Labor Press on AM 970, The Answer.